Welcome to The Journey, an online commentary on today's scripture reading with Seth Davidson. Today's reading is from Acts chapter 25, verses 1 through 15. Three days after Festus arrived in Caesarea to take over his new responsibilities, he left for Jerusalem, where the leading priest and other Jewish leaders met with him and made their accusations against Paul. They asked Festus as a favor to transfer Paul to Jerusalem, planning to ambush him and kill him on the way. But Festus replied that Paul was in Caesarea and he himself would be returning there soon. So he said, those of you in authority can return with me. If Paul has done anything wrong, you can make your accusations. About eight or 10 days later, Festus returned to Caesarea. And on the following day, he took his seat in court and ordered that Paul be brought in. When Paul arrived, the Jewish leaders from Jerusalem gathered around and made many serious accusations they couldn't prove. Paul denied the charges. I'm not guilty of any crime against the Jewish laws or the temple or the Roman government, he said. Then Festus, wanting to please the Jews, asked him, Are you willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial before me there? But Paul replied, No, this is the official Roman court, so I ought to be tried right here. You know very well I am not guilty of harming the Jews. If I've done something wrong and worthy of death, I don't refuse to die. But if I am innocent, no one has a right to turn me over to those men to kill me. I appeal to Caesar. Festus confirmed with his advisors and then replied, Very well, you have appealed to Caesar, and to Caesar you will go. A few days later, King Agrippa arrived with his sister Bernice to pay their respects to Festus. During their stay of several days, Festus discussed Paul's case with the king. There's a prisoner here, he told them whose case was left for me by Felix. And when I was in Jerusalem, the leading priests and Jewish elders pressed charges against him and asked me to condemn him. I don't know about you, when someone wrongs me, when I feel that I've been slighted or there is an injustice, it's easy to get hurt and it can be easy to hold a grudge. And that grudge, if I don't find ways to deal with it or forgive the person or direct the confrontation, that can become a grudge um, and bitterness can set in. And you may have heard the phrase, having a bitter heart towards someone is like taking rat poisoning, drinking it yourself and hoping the other person will die. Or, you know, you get the the phrase like the rat poisoning, taking it yourself and hoping that it does some harm to the other person. Well, what we see in this particular text is that these the Jewish elite continues to be bitter, continues to be envious, uh, continues to hold these grievances towards Paul. It's been two years since the beginning of chapter 24 when Paul is on trial before Felix, the the Roman governor of Judea at the time. And now, two years later, Festus has replaced him. And yet, there is the same uh, bitterness, the same zeal, the same anger leveled towards Paul three days uh, after Festus arrived. He left for Jerusalem. So he's just started, and now's the time the Jewish elite want to take up the charge against him. They're so angry that they ask for a favor that he be transferred to Jerusalem, that Paul be transferred, under the pretense to try him of grievous crimes. Uh, but we're told 
in verse 3 that they still plan to kill him along the way. These old tricks they have. So they still have this bitter spirit, this grievance they've just not been able to get over. Well, thankfully, uh, Festus is a more able governor uh, than, than Pilate or than Felix before him. Felix had left Paul sort of in prison, knowing he was innocent for two years. Well, yeah, Festus's first two to three weeks on the job, he's willing to deal with this. Now, Festus is in a unique situation because there's this ruling elite class led by some of the Sadducees and the Sanhedrin um, that, that are a minority view, but a very influential, powerful one, motivated by political power, and they're still enraged about Paul. Theirs wouldn't be the majority view, the majority view of the people. Um, like in Jesus's day, uh, had, uh, were, had hearts tuned toward Christ. The majority view in Paul's day weren't in line with the elites. <laughs> but Festus knows he needs to try to keep the peace with them as well. So Paul knows that if their ire is this strong two years out, he knows that if he, if he Paul, is tried in their courts, he won't get justice. And so he has to choose between the religious courts of Israel and the secular courts of Rome. And he makes the decision, given that, I would much rather re leverage my Roman citizenship and get a fair trial. So Festus knows, just like Felix knows, that Paul is innocent. Paul pleads in verse eight, I'm not guilty of any crime against the Jewish laws or the temple or uh, the Roman government, he says. Well, he's not, he's done nothing against the Jewish laws. He has he is, uh, lived his life according to those as he's followed the ways of Jesus in a way to reach the Jewish nation. He hasn't defiled the temple either. These are sort of trumped up charges that they've made up because they assumed that a Gentile who had been traveling with Paul went into the court of Israel in the temple, which would have been to defile it. It would have been a serious crime had it had happened. It just didn't happen. Paul didn't do it. Trophimus, the Gentile, didn't enter the courts. They're making up charges, and they're also trying to get Paul tried according to the Roman government because there's the death penalty in Rome. And so Paul says, I'm not guilty of any of those. But even if I was, I'm not afraid to die. But he knows he still has one card to play. And it's a risky sort of card. It's one that on one hand he doesn't want to make, but on the other hand, he's been in prison. He's been kept away from his heart to go to Rome and then beyond Rome to take the good news of Jesus there. And so he appeals to Caesar using his, his uh, Roman citizenship. And that sets in motion Paul's journey from uh, Caesarea to Rome. And we'll see that from here till the end of Acts. And so I guess the thing to take from this is can we be people who don't let grudges 
get in our way, who find ways to find common ground, who find ways to seek reconciliation, to seek forgiveness. Um, can we be people who don't hold grievances? Let them go on day after day, month after month, year after year. It's a terrible way to live. And ultimately, it's us and our hearts that become bitter and hard and cold when we allow a grudge we have against someone else to control us in that sort of way. So is there anger or resentment or bitterness you have towards someone? And if there is, what might the Lord be leading you to do to seek reconciliation or forgiveness or to lay that grudge down? Ultimately, the one that might save is you. May this come as an encouragement and a challenge to you and I today.